I want you to realize that there's actually never been a better time to be working in sales. I mean, ever since the onset of you know, this social media revolution, buyers are able to connect with brands at any hour of the day or night. And at this very moment, right now, as we're sitting here and you're listening to this podcast, your future customers are online and they're learning about you and they're learning about your competitors. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk. We've got Tom Abbott with us today, and he's going to talk a bit about how to prospect, position, and present using social media. Really, really excited to have you here on the show, Tom. Hey, it's great to be here, Steve. I'm, I'm pumped and ready. <laughs> Excellent. Well, by way of introduction, Tom is a author and speaker on sales optimization. He has delivered hundreds of motivational sales keynotes, kickoffs, presentations, and workshops in over 20 countries throughout Asia Pacific, and is a pioneer of optimizing the sales processes of organizations worldwide. He's the author of The Soho Solution and Social Selling, and is a contributor to Singapore Business Review, The Singapore Marketer, and The Singapore Straight Times. So Tom, you wrote the book Social Selling back in 2015 when the term was pretty new, and I'd go so far to say a lot of people thought it was a fad then. So, but we fast forward five years later to 2020 and social selling has become a, basically an essential part of every sales rep's toolkit. What sparked you to pursue social selling in 2015? Well, that's a great question. And, and, you know, for me back in 2015, just to kind of give you some context, Steve, you know, back in 2015, as you said, social selling was kind of this, this buzzword. It was, it, was, it was new. There were some people that were skeptical of it. What exactly does it mean? How does it work? Uh, is it a fad? But something that I could see even five years before I wrote the book, so I wrote Social Selling in 2015, even back in 2009 when we first arrived in Singapore, and that's a whole other story. But in, two, in fact, in 2009 when I first arrived in Singapore, we, we could quickly see how the world was changing and how social media just changed everything. And we could see that by using social media as a tool, not just a broadcasting tool, but a communication tool, you know, not just one to one, but, but one to many. And in fact, many to many, um, we just saw back in 09 that this would be a really great tool to help with sales. So our first YouTube videos back in 2009 are of me delivering talks for organizations. And I got to tell you, they're, they're poorly produced videos. They're not that great quality, but we were among the first. We were among the first sales trainer, trainers, motivational speakers, you know, businesses in our space that really went all, all in uh, on, on video and social media. And I think that helped us to start building a following and to start establishing credibility. So we, we know that when people are looking for something, they hop on the internet. Okay, so studies show that overwhelmingly when someone wants to make a buying decision or they're looking for something, they start with an online search. That's just the way it is. So that's where buyers are going. Now, if you as a seller aren't there, 
you're going to be left behind and you won't even know what's going on. So I saw this early on and I just figured, look, this isn't just a marketing tool. It's not a broadcasting tool. This is a tool for sales reps to fill their pipeline if they're smart about it and they can figure it out. So then when I came up with the book, I said, look, th this needs to be about how you can prospect, position yourself as an authority, as the trusted choice, and how to present online. And when we look at the sales process, everything from you know hunting, lead gen, qualifying, prospecting, generating leads, getting past gatekeepers, reaching decision makers, demonstrating your value, all of these things, positioning, present, presenting, closing, objection handling, all of that, asking for referrals and introductions, all of this can be done using social media. So that's where it came up. That's why you know, I thought this would be a perfect book and a perfect time to help people prospect, position, and present using social media. And now, as you say, fast forward to 2020, it's all people can do right now. You know, for outside sales reps, uh, there's not a whole lot of outside. And even though measures are cooling and things could be opening up, the reality is for all of us in outside sales, if, if what we do is we love to meet at people's offices, we love to go to trade shows, conferences, business meetings, the world has fundamentally changed and things may not open up fully until 2021 or later. So this is really an evergreen topic. And for me, it's less about, you know, how do we get through these hard months and survive? But it's actually, how do you succeed with your sales for the next five, 10 years? The world has changed and we need to change with it. Really important insights here. And I mean, I would say that many businesses are struggling right now um, in, in our economic turmoil. And a lot of sales reps are finding it hard to sell when nobody is buying, um, how, how can you leverage the, the things that you teach to help, um, to help have a great career right now? I mean, should, or should we just throw in the towel and have a career change or, uh, or, or is there, is there, are there strategies we can use to, to win even today? Well, so that's the, that's the dilemma that a lot of sales reps are in. And look, I've always believed that sales could either be the easiest, most fun, highest paying job in the world, especially outside sales. Cause I mean, for me, I'm an extrovert. I'm sure you are too. You know, I just love to meet people. I love to talk to people, Steve. So it can either be the easiest, highest paying job in the world, or it can be the hardest, most frustrating, lowest paying job in the world. But it depends on your mindset and, and your approach. So for anybody out there right now, who's feeling frustrated, you're not sure if sales is still for you or if you need to start looking for a, a new job in some booming new industry, um, I want you to realize that there's actually never been a better time to be working in sales. I mean, ever since the onset of you know this social media revolution, buyers are able to connect with brands at any hour of the day or night. And at this very moment, right now, as we're sitting here and you're listening to this podcast, your future customers are online and they're learning about you and they're learning about your competitors. So adopting social media selling, social selling, and we can kind of break it down and dive deep later on. This helps make it 
possible for you to cast a wider net and increase the scope of your influence. And you can reach an unlimited number of prospects all over the world. And you can even target certain territories with LinkedIn Sales Navigator, for example, uh, and even you know Facebook ads, for example. So we can kind of dive deep into that. But the bottom line is, with social selling, you no longer have to purchase client lists. You don't have to make cold calls, and not many people like cold calls. And if you do like, like cold calls, that's great. I prefer warm calls, and studies show that cold calls aren't that effective, and we can go deeper into that later. Uh, and you, you no longer have to find your way to get past gatekeepers. You can do it easily right now. So if you haven't already established a social media presence, uh, now's a great time to get started. So I think it's a perfect time to be in sales, Steve. Outstanding. Well, that that's great to hear since uh, pretty much everyone that listens to this show is uh, is in sales and, and outside sales at that. Um, and outside sales people, you know, they, they've had a ton of success meeting in person over the years with, with their prospects, with their clients, um, at their offices, conferences, trade shows. Um, what, now, as, as people, and, and hopefully we'll be, we'll be back at that soon. I mean, as, as a data point where it's May of, it's May of 2020, but uh, so it's not, a lot less of that is happening right now than it has historically. Hopefully we'll be back at that soon. But during this time, social selling becomes a lot more important. I suspect that a lot of a lot of people have misconceptions about about social <laughs> selling. Where what do people what do people think about social selling that might not be true? Yeah, so that's a that's a really great question. And I think you know before we can go into you know how to do social selling, we need to talk about why should we do it, right? And I think a lot of folks, uh, especially outside sales reps, maybe have some misconceptions or reservations or, or myths about it. So that's a great question. So one of the number one myths that, that I hear out there from people is they say, look, I can reach prospects without having an online presence. All right, I'm gonna kick it old school, I'm gonna pick up the phone, I've got my list, I don't need an online presence. Well, <laughs> uh, fact, reality check, 89% of all purchases begin with an online search, all right? So when I was writing social selling back in 2015, we did a lot of research. So we got a lot of stats that we can cite. And 89% of all purchases start with an online search. Now, for those of you in outside sales that are in, you know, uh, uh, in B2B, for example, you say, look, Tom, maybe if someone's buying sneakers online, I get it. Well, here's another stat. 75% of B2B purchases begin with an online search. So your corporate customers are jumping online and they're doing some Googling, they're joining groups as well, discussion groups, which I'll get to in a minute, and they're trying to ask their peers and other people what are some really great options to help them reach their goals. So that's, that's one myth that people have. And then another group of people say, well, Maybe having a, you know, our company website is, is, is just enough, okay? Our company's got a website. I can direct people to that. If people hop online and they want to do a Google search, well, they'll find our website and then they'll find me. Well, uh, the fact is 82% of the world's population is reached via social networking sites. So <laughs> social networking plays a tremendous role 
in reaching people, and 83% of marketers say that social media plays a significant role in their business. So social media is key. You've got to be there. Now, some people go, okay, well, that sounds great, Tom. Um, I guess what you're saying is social media is for marketing, right? Social media marketing. It's not really for sales. Well, the fact is of sales teams who actually use social selling, 64% uh, of them reach their quotas, while of teams who do not employ social selling, only 49% reach their sales quotas. And teams who've adopted social selling, they get 15% more repeat business. So it just makes sense, whether you're in inside sales or outside sales, to be using social media. So there's a couple more. Uh, some people, I talked about discussion groups. So some folks think it's just a waste of time to join these discussion groups. Well, the reality is, 40% of customers use LinkedIn groups to vet their decisions. So that's where your decision makers are. 40% of them are using LinkedIn groups to vet their decisions. You need to be there. You need to be part of the conversation. And then the last big myth, you know, especially with outside sales reps, they say, look, cold calling is still the most effective way to reach prospects. And I would say, look, <laughs> the numbers show that the average sales rep has to make eight cold calls, eight, before getting through to the right contact, while 63% of B2B decision makers engage with vendors on social media. So look, my friends, if you're not using social media, uh, you're, you're missing out to those reps that do. So I hope that helps, Steve. Yeah, it absolutely helps. Um, and tell me as you know as reps kind of use these social media platforms i think you know, there, there's so many of them which social media platform is the most effective in your experience for reaching prospects yeah um you know the the, the short the short answer is it depends so so here's what it depends on it, it really depends on your target customer so the most effective platforms to sell on are the ones that your customers are using. So let me give you a real specific example or, or something that I think people should do. Uh, if you're in B2B sales, mostly outside sales reps, I think you're probably gonna have some success on LinkedIn. That's probably no surprise. I think that's where you need to be. Uh, you can also have success on Facebook or, or Instagram. It really depends. It really depends. So what I encourage people to do is to ask their top 10 customers. So actually make a list of your top 10 accounts, your top 10 customers, individuals specifically, and uh, just drop them a note and say, you know, hey, I'm looking at, um, you know, building more of a presence on social media. What's your favorite platform to connect? And just wait for their input. Listen to their thoughts, their feedback, and then start building your plan around that. And, you'll, and that'll, that'll be some, some qualitative data. And we've done that, and if you do that, you'll probably find, okay, maybe 70% of my, my buyers are on LinkedIn on a regular basis. They've posted something within the last 30 days, which you can see using uh, LinkedIn Sales Navigator or just clicking on their profile. So you really wanna see where are your customers most active, and that's where you need to be. Because my feeling is if seven out of 10 of your customers are on a specific platform, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is, then, then that's where you need to be. And there's a good chance that other buyers like them will be on that platform as well. 
you've you've spoken a lot about um, how to effectively measure closing rates. What do you think about uh, what what should people be thinking about when they uh, approach measuring um, measuring their mm-hmm. their closing rates? Right. Well, so this is the big thing, Steve. Right. I think a, a lot of people struggle with social selling because they see it as a branding exercise. They see it as a marketing exercise. And they, they, they have a really hard time quantifying uh, the impact, right? So they have a really hard time figuring out uh, if this works or, or how do I know that it works? So the simplest thing that anybody could do right now uh, to kind of track the effectiveness is to start using bit.ly links, for example. Super simple, super basic. So. For those of you not familiar with with you know bitly bit.ly and there's some other link shortening sites out there if you want to share a link with a prospect or a customer and it's a really long link and you just you know either don't want them to have to remember that url or aesthetically visually you just want it to look nicer in an email or in a deck you just pop in that large url onto this website and it's going to shorten it for you but in in addition to the shortening of the link it also tracks how many opens, how many times people click on that link. So if, for example, you know, you're in B2B sales and you're hopping on LinkedIn and you've just made an interesting offer, you said, hey guys, you know, if you want to download this cheat sheet into how to do this or seven ways to do that or the five things you need to avoid in this industry or here are seven best practices in this market, whatever type of white paper or you know, download that you have to offer, add a bit.ly link to it, make it a bit.ly link so that you'll be able to track how many people went through that. And then you simply connect that to your CRM. So we use some, we use Infusionsoft, for example. So you just connect that, that download to your CRM uh, or any one of these websites, and then they download it, and then that's gonna already be stored, that data will be stored in your CRM. So that's gonna help you measure the number of inbound leads or at least contacts that came from that lead source and then you're able to follow up with them in your CRM. So that's one of the easiest ways to do that. Now, LinkedIn as well on its own has a feature called Point Drive, which is a very similar product, which allows you to package up your content and share that with people, prospects on LinkedIn. If there's a deck, for example, that you wanna share, you can share it with them through Point Drive on LinkedIn, and that will allow you to track how many opens, how many times did they share it with people, how long were they viewing it, all this kind of stuff. So you can get tremendous data. I mean, who wouldn't want that? I mean, how many of you in outside sales, you know, you're talking to someone, you send over your brochure, for example, you have no idea if they even open the email. Well, you want to use a CRM that allows you to see that. You want to use bit.ly links that allow you to see if they clicked on it and how many times have they shared it. You want to use tools like Point Drive and LinkedIn to see if uh, people are engaging with your sales content on LinkedIn. I think all this stuff is awesome. So it it definitely can be measured. Very cool. I mean, those are some really interesting uh, tips that uh, that I think are super helpful for people to try to understand what they're doing that's working, which pieces of content resonate with customers, that sort of thing. Um, what about increasing your presence on social media? Um, how can a salesperson increase their following and their presence and, and uh, 
get their customers to, to pay attention to them and follow them and, and, and know what they're doing on these social media platforms. Yeah, you know, for me, I love this, man, because social selling is kind of like, it, you're running your own business. Like, you know, and if you're an outside sales, man, you're, you're basically running your own show, which is what I love about it, okay? So that means you're responsible for your own marketing, for lack of a better term. You're responsible for generating your own pipeline. You're responsible for your funnel. You're responsible for your brand. That's why I wrote the book, Social Selling. It's about how do you prospect, position, and present using social media. So how do you present yourself? Well, look, um, what the first thing that I would do is I would email all of my contacts and invite them to connect with me on social. That's just like the very first thing that you can do. Uh, hop on your mobile phone, drop them an email, a WhatsApp, drop them an SMS, and just say, you know, uh, you know, hey guys, uh, I'm building my, my, my presence on social media. It's a great way for us to connect and for me to share some really useful data about your industry and, and some best practices. Follow me on this page or follow me on, at my Twitter handle. Follow me here, there, everywhere. Uh, so invite them to connect with you on social. That, that's number one. Uh, number two, just promote all of your social media pages and profiles on all of your marketing collaterals. So if you're sending someone a deck, for example, or a brochure, make sure that your social media handles are on there. Uh, put it in your email signature. So these are just very simple, basic things, but I'm, I'm always surprised at, at how most people get this wrong and they don't do it. Cross-promote your social media uh, profiles on other platforms. So if, for example, you know, you've got people following you on Twitter, be sure in your, in your bio or your description there that you also put your Instagram handle or your LinkedIn profile on there as well. If you're on LinkedIn, make sure that you've got your, your Facebook page or a Facebook group link there as well. You want to cross promote these platforms so that you can build your audience, but also you're going to hit them up in different places. And if you know anything about sales and marketing, and I know that your audience does, it's a lot easier to convert you know, a suspect to a prospect or a prospect to a lead or a lead to an opportunity if they've seen you in different places, all right? So you get this kind of confirmation bias, you get this increased visibility, you get this, oh man, I keep seeing this guy everywhere. They must be good. So you really need to be visible before you can be seen as credible and then you can become more profitable. So you just got to spread the word, promote your social media handles on all your collaterals and cross promote uh, across all your platforms. Hope that helps, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's a really, uh, that, that's a fantastic, those are some fantastic tips for growing your presence on social media. Um, what do you think about not just growing your number of followers, but also growing your number of leads generated on these different social media platforms. How do you actually work on converting interest or followers into sales cycles, leads? So that, that's the thing, right? This is why we talk about social selling. So let me do a little, a little rant here, Steve. You know, I hear a lot of people, uh, I've heard a lot of podcasts, a lot of people talking about social selling and, and they try to be almost apologetic and they say, look, it's not really social selling, it's, it's social media marketing. I mean, you're not really selling on social media, so let's just get that straight. Well, I think they're wrong, so let's get this straight. There is a distinction between social selling and just social media marketing. 
Okay, in its purest form, marketing is about increasing brand awareness and visibility. But social selling takes it a step further, and it's about how do you generate leads? <laughs> how do you generate leads? That's the prospecting part. How do you position yourself as the authority and have conversations with people? Basically, how do you do discovery calls and qualifying? You can do that using social. So that's the, the, the positioning part. And then there's the presenting part where you're actually demonstrating your offering. You're taking people through demos, whether it's through Zoom or other, other platforms. You're actually doing these demos. So if you're an outside sales right now and you're doing any kind of you know, pitching or presenting, you're probably doing it on Zoom. So guess what? That's social selling. So to me, the definition of social selling is using technology. Let's not just think about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's not about, it's not about the platform. It's about the use of technology, the use of social networks, whether it's what you associate with social media or, or apps like link, um, uh, WhatsApp, WeChat, uh, SMS, all of these things I would include in social selling. So you are selling. So that's, that's the first thing that I want people to get. Uh, and, and because the outcome is to generate leads. It's not just brand awareness and visibility. It's actually lead gen. So how do you generate these leads? Well, you do it by offering something of value. It's great content, but then there has to be a call to action. Okay, so there has to be a call to action of what you're sharing. So for example, if you follow me on LinkedIn and I'll, you know, my, my uh, profiles in the show notes, you'll see that we're always putting out some great stuff, whether it's a video, whether it's a, um, a slide deck. People love that because they end up sharing our decks on LinkedIn, which increases our visibility and helps generate leads, which is awesome. But then also, from time to time, we'll pop in a call to action, a link. All right, if you want, you know, if you enjoyed the, the qualifying tips in this video, uh, why don't you just download this qualifying cheat sheet? And here's the link, right? Uh, three simple questions you need to ask when you're qualifying. Or uh, here, here, you download an objection handler worksheet. Here are the top five objections and how to bust them. Click here to download the objection handler cheat sheet, for example or the closing method. So we got a whole bunch. We've got opt-in page, so they're called opt-ins, right? So as an outside sales rep, you need to be thinking about what kind of content could I put out there that delivers tremendous value to my audience that also has a very specific call to action. Click here to do that, download this, grab it here, swipe it there. Okay, and you do that intermittently, right? There should be like maybe a, a four or a five to one ratio. For every four or five pure value posts, one of them you can have a call to action that, that has you know an opt-in or a click here or a download this. And that's how you generate leads. Because you know, as the saying goes, I'll take leads over likes any day. Okay, I don't just pump out content to get 50 likes. I don't just want 10 shares of my content. I want leads. I want people to reach out to me going, hey, Tom, I love what you said about such and such. Can you tell me more about that? Can you do something for my sales team? So it's generating leads. Yeah, that's, that's certainly always been a, a challenge for me on, in our team on, on certain social media platforms. Like, well, like LinkedIn's great. We post things there, and I think it's a great place for us to find um, people who are interested in what we're doing and the content we're putting out. and, and and they find out about what Badger Maps does, and then you know, because you know we create a lot of content for field salespeople, so therefore field salespeople find out about us, and then 
because badgers are field salespeople, we, they then in, engage in checking it out, right? But I think other, other platforms have been a bigger challenge, like Facebook has always been challenging, um, Instagram has always been challenging, uh, Twitter. So we're, we're on all those and we work with them, but I think you know, the, the, the engagement is harder. And, and maybe for us, it's just because you know, our product is made for businesses. Yeah, so let, let, me, let me bust another myth for you and, and for, for our listeners. Um, we, we, we can't just say that LinkedIn is B2B and Facebook is B2C. So it's easy to make that distinction, but we need to qualify that a little bit. At the end of the day, most people on LinkedIn are also on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. so, so we've had tremendous success with a Facebook uh, business group. So we've got a, a Facebook group called Soko Selling, and it's all about people that have been through our programs, they've done our webinars, they've done our live in-person sales training and whatnot, and they just want to be part of a community of like-minded people that speak the same language and, and they want to talk all things sales, inside, outside, B2B, B2C, all things sales is in our Social Selling Facebook group. And we've got about two or 3,000 members of that group. And they're very active. Now, these are all people in, in sales, but we're doing this not on LinkedIn, but we're doing this on Facebook. And we're having tremendous success, lots of interaction. It's great for brand building and community building. And we do a lot of polling as well. So there's a tip for everybody out there. We do a lot of polling and asking people questions. Now, some of those poll questions are fun and light. Like, uh, you know, what do you, what, what do you, what do you, what do you do in, uh, you know, working from home? I mean, uh, have you gained weight, lost weight? What's your dress, what's your dress attire at, 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 when you're working from home? This kind of fun stuff. But then we also ask more serious questions like, you know, what are your top lead gen activities? What prospecting activities are you doing this week? What are you focusing on? And we'll drop a poll question there with a number of options for them to, to choose from and answer. That's really useful data. We get to know our audience. And then from time to time, we'll say, you know, hey, guys, if, if, if you like some of the stuff we're talking about, you know, who wants this? Who wants that? So I gave away copies of uh, my book, Social Selling, a few weeks ago. I said, hey, if you want this book, type yes in the chat or type social in the chat or whatever. And we had about 50 people within an hour <laughs> or less just pumping in their, their names. So guess what? We captured their details and now we can follow up with them. Uh, so that, that's what social selling is all about, if you have the right strategy. So groups are tremendous, but people just need to take the time uh, to really learn about it and then start putting those things into practice. Very cool. Um, what about the other side of social selling? P people feeling like it can be spammy or, or uh, damaging to your brand to do certain things. What, what's, the, what's the fine line to walk there around... Uh, around you know spammy or not not interesting postings on social media are there any landmines there well for sure uh you know i just i just posted a, a linkedin video the other day about the number one thing you shouldn't do on linkedin uh and the thing that you shouldn't do on linkedin or any platform but particularly on linkedin for our outside sales guys in the audience is when you connect with someone on linkedin the number one you mistake that you can make is immediately following up by going, hey, thanks so much for connecting. Let me tell you all about my business. Here's who we are. Here's what we do. You know, here's a full page breakdown of, 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 of what we do. Here's a case study and click here to download our brochure. And hey, do you want to schedule some time to talk? Holy smokes, man. <laughs> I mean, chill out. 
That's why social selling doesn't work for people because they're focusing on the selling, not the social. All right. You've got mm. to find a balance. Don't interrupt people with your sales messages. That's the number one mistake you can make. You'll just be seen as a spammer right away. At best, they'll ignore you. At worst, they'll block you. So look, join in the discussion. Uh, click on their profile and, and see you know, what groups they're members of and join those groups and listen first. Social selling starts out with social listening. Listen to the conversations. What are people talking about? What are their biggest challenges they're facing? What are their pain points? What are they hoping to achieve? What are their goals? What's going on in their lives? People share so much in Facebook and LinkedIn groups. It's unbelievable. So just listen first. Get the tone of the group. Understand the look and feel and tone and spirit and essence and, and purpose of the group. And then if you feel like you have something to share, then you can start contributing to the conversation. I would say, you know, don't interrupt the conversation with sales messages, but rather join the conversation by adding something of value, your take, your perspective, your thoughts, your ideas. Um, you know, something I heard was, you know, try to have the most likes on your comment on a post. <laughs> you know what I mean? That should be your mission. Try to give the most insightful comment on someone else's post where people see you as, wow, this, this dude knows what they're talking about. They know their stuff. Let me click on their profile and learn more about this person. So try to have the most popular or most liked or appreciated comment in the discussion. And that's just going to help you, you know, build your audience and build your following and build your credibility. So listen first then start adding value. When you connect with people on LinkedIn, if they accept your connection request, um, just say something simple like, you know, hey, you know, thanks for connecting. Uh, if there's anything you need, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to help. Just as simple as that. Then maybe a week later, if you wanted to, you could follow up and go, you know, hey, I was checking out your profile and I was just really curious. Can you tell me more about what you do? So if you think this person could be a prospect, just reach out and ask them, hey, can you tell me more about what you do, not me, you people love to talk about themselves and then just see where the conversation takes you but really see it as a discussion as a conversation not as you know see them as people not prospects let me put it that way steve yeah, that makes a ton of sense to me I and mean, I, I get so many so much reaching outreach over linkedin you know often from salespeople, um business development people trying to kick something off and it's definitely LinkedIn's a tough environment for me just because you know so so much reaching out goes on and it's not really filtered and it's uh, it's it, it's and I'm not exactly on top of my profile there <laughs> there's you know <laughs> 10,000 messages in the inbox I mean well look Steve maybe for that that's homework man that's your that's your next action is maybe your next action Steve is to beef up your profile well, you may, I mean, the problem isn't that it's not beefed up. The problem is that I'm uh, ignoring all the messages on it. I mean, I've got, you know, 20,000 mm -hmm. followers or something, and, and there's just, there's so much messaging there that it's just, you know, I can't keep up. But, you know, it's a, it's a tough, that's a tough platform. Whereas, you know, email, I'm all, I'm, you know, I've got, I'm not zero in, I'm not, I'm not a zero inbox guy, but it's pretty, it's pretty organized. It's always very under control. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn, 
is a tough one, especially the, the way they structured the inbox is, is, is tough to stay on top of. It's like every message like fall, like there's not a way to like organize it and, you know, outbound messages and inbound messages and there's no folders. That's, it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah, you're, you're right, Steve. The LinkedIn inbox is an absolute mess. It's a disaster. <laughs> they need to figure that out. I mean, like you, I've got over 25,000 connections on LinkedIn, so I get a lot of messages come in. So sometimes it's like it's a team effort or you have to sit down and, and dedicate, you know, I'm going through my messages for an hour. But once you do it and you get all caught up, you know, you're, you're going to feel really good. I'm with you too, Steve. I'm one of those always, always aspiring to that zero inbox, that zero message inbox. That's, that's the... That's the holy grail for me. <laughs> I was shooting for uh, to do this during quarantine to catch up in my my LinkedIn inbox, but it's uh, it's a, it's a, evaded me so far. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, it's on the to do list. So the cool. next section is sales in sixty seconds. So quick questions and quick answers. Um, first question, and, and we may have just covered this, but what what's the biggest mistake people make using social using social media for sales? Um, they spam. They see it as a broadcasting tool. They see it as one way. It's all about, hey, look at me, look at me, look at my stuff, download my stuff. Here's how great I am. They see it as a broadcasting tool. They see it as advertising. They focus on the word selling more than the word social, but they complement each other. They go hand in hand. So the biggest mistake people make is they just hop on and they see people as fresh meat. They see them as prospects, not people. Yeah. And what... What have you found to be the key challenges that salespeople face when it comes to selling on social media? Uh, I think it's it's making that transition from conversation to a you know from a social conversation to a sales conversation. A lot of people I talk to and teams that we work with, their initial challenges are like, "Hey, I don't know how to take this conversation from online to offline. I don't know how to take this conversation from you know chit chat about your day and what's going on." to having a business conversation and transitioning this to, uh, to a discovery call, for lack of a better term, or how do I qualify effectively? So that transition from social to selling is the biggest challenge people have. And it's all about the wording, it's all about the language, um, it's having a plan, uh, a vision for where you wanna go, and that's where people tend to struggle the most. And Tell me, how many hours per week would you say salespeople should invest in social media? What's the magnitude here? You know, I've heard that question asked a lot. And I'll, I'll be honest, Steve, I think that's the wrong question to ask. I mean, if I were to turn that around and say, hey, Steve, you know, how many hours a day should people invest in, uh, in the telephone? Or, uh, you know, how many hours a day should people invest in using email as a communication tool? I mean, you'd, you'd look at me and say that's a pre preposterous question, like it's ridiculous. You use the phone when you need to use the phone. You use your email when you need to use email. Uh, it's the same thing with social selling. Um, it, it's not an either or. You don't say, oh, I'm just going to do social, social selling between, you know, 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. every morning. No. Um, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, this is another communication tool in your repertoire. And before I hop on a call with anybody, I'm checking out their LinkedIn profile. I'm looking at their website. I'm looking at past email conversations we've had. I'm looking at my notes in my CRM. I mean, oh my God, there's a huge technology stack that goes into sales in the 21st century. 
So uh, to me, it's the wrong question for us to try to unpack or segment social selling as though it's just some new thing that we need to do. It is now needs to be part of what we do and it just needs to be embedded and included among all of the activities that we do in sales. It goes hand in hand. Okay. And tell me, what's the greatest sales lesson that you've learned over the years? The greatest sales lesson that I've learned over the years, um, it, it's to be curious. It's to be curious. It's to ask questions. Uh, I remember when I wrote my first book called The Soho Solution, 21 Selling Strategies for Growing Your Small Business. I remember uh, the foreword of that book was written by Don Hudson. He's the co-author of The One Minute Negotiator years ago. And I asked him if he would write the foreword uh, of my book. And I asked him because I had heard him say one day that, you know, you need to ask people questions if you want to get them to do something. So I said, hey, you know, Don, I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to be curious and courageous and ask you if you'll write the foreword for my, for my book. So the reason why I share that is because curiosity in sales that willingness to, and the courage to ask those questions. So you can be curious about something. I, I see tons of sales reps that are curious about something. Like, why do you do it this way? Or why did you choose them? Or, you know, they're curious about, you know, what budget do you have allocated for this project? Do you have budget allocated? They're curious, but they don't have the courage to ask. Uh, or they shift to presenter mode and they're just pitching all the time and they're just not asking their prospects any questions at all. So for me, Steve, the biggest lesson that I've learned is uh, to shut up, <laughs> to speak less, to listen more. You know, what I talk about in my programs is I say you got to use this 80-20 rule. And it's actually an 80-10-10 rule. You need to be listening 80% of the time, asking questions 10% of the time, and then responding and promoting yourself and your services for the remaining 10 Sales is easy, pitching is easy, promotion is easy if you know how to frame it based on their responses and you know what's most important to them. So again, the biggest lesson I've learned in sales is just to be curious, ask questions, and listen. And what should all salespeople do every day to become more successful? Uh, they need to invest in their professional development, hands down. That is the number one thing they should do. They should keep learning. I tell people in my programs all the time, learners are earners. That's a hashtag, okay? Hashtag learners are earners. The more you learn, the more you earn. So you've always gotta be investing in yourself. Don't be afraid to, to put down 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks, 2,000 bucks. If you feel like it's gonna help you close deals, sales is the only profession where you can see a direct return on investment in education and training. You can see a direct connection between that. So I'm always baffled at how many so-called professional salespeople uh, aren't that professional and they're not willing to invest in their professional development or growth. They've been in sales for 10 years, but they've never read a book on sales. They've never listened to a podcast. They've never uh, listened, watched a webinar. They've never attended a program. And yes, there's something to be said for learning on the job, but the school of hard knocks, I mean, my God, if you can cut down 10 years worth of trial and error 
into you know a few weeks of e-learning for example like our program soco academy is a great easy way for people to start learning any program will do whether it's udemy linkedin learning soco academy do something listening to this podcast is a great great start for people so what people need to be doing they got to be listening to more podcasts they got to be watching more webinars reading more books listening to audiobooks uh, signing up for e-learning programs attending live events when and if they can or live webinars they need to learn because learners are earners and then most importantly they got to start putting that stuff into practice and get away from analysis paralysis okay so if there's been any useful tips that I've shared on this podcast for you all today I want you to write them down your top three things and what's the one thing that you're actually gonna do right now immediately today get going you can do this get started fantastic and what's uh what's what's an actionable takeaway what's the first thing that field salespeople listening today can do as their very first step to get started on um, social selling i think the very first step they need to do is to make a commitment to themselves that they're going to go all in on social selling that's the first step right just get that mindset down that yes i'm all in social selling makes sense not just now but for the future the world has changed this is how business is going to be conducted even in an outside sales role it's going to be a blended role um, so just this that mindset shift is the very first thing they need to do and then this, the second thing that they need to do is just reach out to their best customers and, and let them know that they're committed to connecting more with them on social and ask them, what would be the best uh, platform to reach out to you on? That would be, to me, the very first baby steps uh, people should take. All right. Well, I'm going to try to summarize um, everything <laughs> that you've talked about today, Tom. So... In 2009, Tom was seeing how the world was changing and how social was impacting so many things. Tom saw that social could be a great tool for salespeople. When people are looking to buy, they hop online first. And if you're not online, then you're missing out. Prospecting, positioning, and presenting online is all possible through social media. Social selling can help you stop buying uh, lists of leads, stop you from having a cold call, and help you get past gatekeepers. Sales reps that use social media have proven better at meeting their quotas. And, and uh, the use of social media platforms um, is best if you go to where your target audience is most active. So that might be Facebook, might be Instagram, might be LinkedIn. To find the best platform, make a list of your top 10 customers and give them a call and, and, uh, and tell them, hey, I'm, I'm looking to create a presence on social media. What platforms do you follow? Where do you prefer to be reached out on? Track your close rates by using trackable links like Bitly. And uh, you can use those whenever you're sharing links with, with, or with content to your prospects. Invite your prospects to connect with you on social media. Promote your social media on all your sales and marketing collateral. And then cross-promote 
all your social media on other channels. So tell your Twitter followers about your Instagram. Think about what content you can put out on social that will grab the attention of your audience and have a great call to action or CTA on that post. Avoid connecting with people on social media and immediately trying to sell. Don't focus too much on the selling before thinking about the social. Join the conversation first in Facebook or LinkedIn groups and then make the real connection before moving to selling. This has been fantastic, Tom. Tell me, where can our listeners read more about your work and where can they reach out to you? Okay, well, this is great. So, yeah, thanks. And that was an awesome recap, Steve. That was really great. I, I learned something about my own topic by hearing you uh, review what we covered. So, so that's really, really valuable. And I know you do that on all your episodes, and I, I think it's great. Keep it up. Um, so I've got a, a, a gift for your listeners, right? So I talked about social selling. I'm not going to pitch and say, hey, buy the book. Forget that. I want you guys to get it. I want you to get it for free. So I'm going to share in the show notes. Just go on bit.ly. So uh, bit.ly slash SoCo Outside Sales. All right. So the link will be in the show notes. You can download a free copy of Social Selling 10 Essential Strategies to Prospect, Position, and Present Using Social Media. If you want to connect with me, uh, I love connecting and I love LinkedIn. So you can reach me on LinkedIn. My handle there is Soco Selling. Just type in Soco, S-O-C-O, Selling, S-E-L-L-I-N-G. Or just type in Tom Abbott Sales and you will find me. And for those of you that want to connect with people in a group, we've got an awesome Facebook group as well. Uh, same name, Soco Selling. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on any platform, hash, you know, at Soco Selling. Happy to connect with you guys on any platform and answer any questions you have. I'm always happy to help. Well, Tom, this has been a fantastic episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If anyone can think of any reps that would benefit from Tom's wisdom here about social selling, feel free to share the love and forward this podcast on to them. Um, Take care. Until next time, everybody.